In all likelihood, had I been that teenage boy with the five barley loaves and two fish, and I had heard that they were trying to rummage up all of the food so they could eat, I probably would have slunk out the back. I probably would have grabbed my friends who'd come with me, and we had just brought enough food for those of us who had come together. I would have taken them, and I would have fed them. Because what, again, as Andrew says in the Gospel, what possibly can five barley loaves and two fish do to feed 5,000? This is a natural way of thinking. To preserve, to take care of what I have if it doesn't necessarily cost other people all that much. Right? They would have gone, those 5,000, they would have gone without dinner. They'd have been okay. They would have been able to get some food the next day. Right? We think of this all the time, right? We think, well, you know, what good is it for me to give my $5 to a charity? Someone, someone else is going to do that, and that charity is doing well enough already. Or we think, well, what good is it to confront my brother, confront my coworker, when I can just, you know, kind of take this confrontation that's been brewing and just kind of, just kind of gut it, just kind of put it down deep. This is a natural way of thinking. We don't like conflict. We like to take care of ourselves. We also see this working itself out in politics, especially across the entire Western world. There's this growth of kind of a nationalistic approach to politics. Let's take care of ourselves first and then worry about someone else. This is a natural way of thinking. Protect what I have and then worry about giving away. St. Paul, however, in the second reading, challenges us on this. He says, I urge you to live in, as, as, in, in accord with the worthiness of the gift you have received. You have received something incredible. You should live in accord with that. In other words, we are to live for the supernatural life. To live in relationship with God who is love. And to live in love, with love, for love, is to live a life that is totally, faithfully, freely, and as we heard in the gospel today, fruitfully loving. No matter the gift we bring, whether it be an incredible gift or five loaves and two fish. In my province, the Dominican province of St. Albert the Great, we had a priest, Father Pascal Kelly, God rest his soul. Father Pascal, when he was still in his 30s, back in, this was, he died in 1970, so it's been a while. When he was in his 30s, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. For the last 19 years of his life, he was confined to a hospital bed. Yet when he died, he was praised as a saint. You see, for 19 years from that hospital bed, the doctors, the nurses, the other patients, people visiting the hospital would come and talk to Father Pascal. Father Pascal couldn't even raise his arms, let alone his head. He would have to be propped up in the bed. And yet he gave what he had, what little he had, which was simply just love to those people who came. And he was revered by the people and even called a saint among us when he died. When we give our five loaves and two fish to the Lord, totally, faithfully, fully, Fruitfully, the Lord does incredible things. Today, or this week, as a matter of fact, in the church, we celebrate the 50th anniversary of perhaps one of the most controversial documents ever produced by a pope, the encyclical Humanae Vitae. 
Now, when we hear Humanae Vitae, it's probably the one document that most Catholics know exactly what it teaches. And we often go to the negative. We look at Humanae Vitae and we say, okay, Humanae Vitae is the church's teaching, the church's affirmation that the use, any use of contraception, artificial or otherwise, that would in any way affect the, uh, the procreative aspect of marital intimacy is not good. The church condemns that. We often view it negatively. We see it as the church trying to control our lives. We see it as the church interfering in a personal decision between husband and wife. But on the positive side, if we look at it as something that is total, about the total, faithful, fruitful, full love that God has in store for us, we see that Pope Paul VI, soon to be Saint Pope Paul VI, desired for all married couples to share in that total love that God offers. And the only way that we can do that as Christians is through bodily integrity, self-control, and reverence for God in and through our spouse, or your spouse, not my spouse, I'm not married. And this is a really strong statement. This flies in the face of our technological society, our modern society, and frankly, our contraceptive society. The reality is, is that if you look at any sort of statistics, that it's something like 95% of women and couples will use contraception at some point in their lives. And so the church is taking a pretty radical stance on this in terms of popular opinion and approval ratings. And we can look and we can say, we can even look and say, well, hasn't contraception helped our society? Isn't it a good thing that women, and especially couples now, have control and regulation over their births? Isn't it good to see that, you know, that a couple can make prudent decisions with how many children they have in accord with their means? And Pope Paul VI actually affirms that. He doesn't say we have to go out and have 20 children. He says we should be responsible. But we should be responsible in the way that God created us. Because as, if we look at our culture, and now it's not a causation effect here, like there's a correlation here because the sexual mores of our culture have shifted significantly in the last 50 years. But if we look at our culture, since contraception became widespread, what do we see? Divorce and infidelity rates have skyrocketed. So have rates of abortion. We've also seen a lowering of the birth rate in this country to the, and in most of the Western world to below replacement level. Moreover, we've seen a general lowering of our moral standards. Pornography use among young people is epidemic. Epidemic. And if we look at our world, our popular culture around us, we're in the midst of this Me Too movement. We should have freedom, we should have fullness, we should have total independence, especially for women in this realm, and yet so many of them, and increasingly more of them, are coming forward and saying that this thing that should be intimate and beautiful and good and holy is oppressive, denigrating, abusive. The writer Mary Eberstadt said that on-demand sex, unencumbered by constraint, might be the greatest communal temptation humanity has ever faced. And Paul VI, if we read Humanae Vitae, saw this coming. He warned us against it. But like a loving father, he doesn't just condemn, he doesn't just say, do this or perish. 
He teaches. He shows us the path and He invites us because He desires for us that fruitful life. This is what He says in Humanae Vitae. Married love particularly reveals its true nature and, no- and nobility when we, real- when we realize that it takes its origin from God, who is love, the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Marriage, then, is far from being the effect of chance or the result of the blind evolution of natural forces. It is, in reality, the wise and provident institution of God the Creator, whose purpose was to effect in man his loving design. As a consequence, husband and wife, through that mutual gift of themselves, which is specific and exclusive to them alone, develop that union of two persons in which they perfect one another, cooperating with God in the generation and rearing of new lives. He continues in terms of his reflection on love, and he talks about a love which is total, that very special form of personal friendship in which husband and wife generously share everything, allowing no unreasonable exceptions and not thinking solely for their own convenience. Whoever really loves his partner loves not only for what he or she receives, but loves that partner for the partner's own sake, content to be able to enrich the other with the gift of himself or herself. When we give what little we have to God and what you as married couples give to God in your spouse, whether it be, again, something great or five loaves and two fish, the Lord does abundant and uncountable good with that gift. So I encourage each of us to pray. To pray for ourselves, to pray for the world, to pray for married couples. I encourage those of you who have not read the document, especially married couples, to read the document, Humanae Vitae. It's only about 10 pages long. But more importantly, give what you have to the Lord in prayer. Give what you have to the Lord in service and honor and reverence to each other. The Lord is never outdone in generosity. The supernatural life always conquers our natural inclinations. Five loaves and two fish can feed thousands. The love of husband and wife shared exclusively and openly, faithfully, fruitfully, totally, fully, freely, changes the world.